Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 95 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam, and today I'm flying solo on the introduction one more time. Uh, I'm in the office this time, but Jill is currently in all of the meetings, so... I thought it would be just a little bit easier if I did this by myself so that we actually got the episode out on time uh, as opposed to making you wait a few extra hours. Uh, So today's interview is with Kate McDermott, who is the author of Art of the Pie, which is actually our latest Big Library Read selection. So if you're not familiar with the Big Library Read, what it is is a global ebook club that Overdrive puts on a couple times during the year. If you go to biglibrary.com, you can get a bunch more information about it. But basically, all of our participating libraries, which usually ends up uh, over 20,000 different libraries. So odds are good that your library is participating in this. But basically, we create a book club so that people all around the world can read the same book at the same time just by going to your OverDrive website. Uh, the title will be Front and Center starting March 16th through March 30th. You can borrow it without any wait lists or holds. Uh, And then you can go to biglibrary.com and join our discussion board and share your thoughts with readers from all over the world who are also reading the same book. This particular Big Library read is all about cookbooks, and the title that was chosen by our readers is Art of the Pie by Kate McDermott. Uh, It's a practical guide to homemade crusts, fillings, and life. So uh, we spoke with Kate all about where she got her start as as a baker, Uh, how she kind of makes her living basically through art of the pie. She teaches classes on pie baking. She has a wonderful uh, home that she calls Pie Cottage, where she brings people in, almost like an Airbnb, if one of those Bs stood for baking. Um, So yeah, if you go to Big Library Read, you can get more information about that. But Jill and I spoke with Kate, and we actually mentioned this during the interview, but uh, ever since this particular title got selected and we spoke with Kate. I have wanted pie more than anything in the entire world. So I will definitely be spending the next couple of weeks uh, diving through these recipes, making some pies of my own, probably failing because I'm a horrible baker. Uh, I'm a great cook, if I can say so myself. Horrible baker. Um, I'm not good at reading instructions and putting the proper amounts of things into a recipe. So if I actually pay attention to it, maybe I'll get it right for once. Enough lamenting about my inability to make pie. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Kate, again, really interesting, a little bit different than something that we're used to, uh, but I think you'll have a lot of fun listening to Kate. And definitely check out biglibraryread.com and go to your library's Overdrive website starting on March 16th. Uh, You'll be able to borrow art of the pie. Obviously, don't wait until March 16th to go to their website you should be checking it out every day and getting your ebooks and audiobooks and all of that stuff uh, if you'd like to reach out to jill and i you can reach us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com that's our email address uh, if you want book recommendations if you want to let us know what books you have been reading we 
always make sure to respond to people and we try to uh, let people know what other people are currently reading. So um, in fact, we had one based off of our mythology uh, episode that we did uh, recently where uh, a reader named Beth reached out to us and said that she is reading a book based in Chinese mythology. It's Jane Linskold's Breaking the Wall series. Um, so I would definitely check that out if you enjoyed the mythology program. I don't think we put any Chinese mythology ones in there. So Beth, thank you so much for reaching out. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, you can reach us at that email address, professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com, or you can eat, you can reach out to us on Twitter as well, at ProBookNerds. That's Jill and I as well. So, all right, uh, that is just about everything from a housekeeping standpoint. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. And trust me, once this interview is over, you will be just as hungry for pie as we are. This is Adam and Joe from Team Overdrive, and today we're joined by Kate McDermott, who's the award-winning self-taught home baker who's taught pie-making workshops to thousands across the United States. Kate and her art of pie camps, as well as her pies, have been featured in USA Today, The New York Times, The Boston Globe, NPR, and numerous other publications. The book version of Art of the Pie has been selected by our readers as the next Big Library Read Global eBook Club, which begins on March 16th. For two weeks, starting on the 16th, library card holders at thousands of participating libraries all around the world can borrow the ebook of The Art of Pie from their library without any wait lists or holds and join our discussion at biglibraryread.com. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me, uh, Adam and Julia. It, this is really exciting to be here. Can you start by walking our listeners through what they'll learn when they dive into the art of the pie during the big library read? Well, I think the, what my hope is, what my goal is for people is that they will learn that pie making is really pretty darn easy and um, that if they just uh, give it a try, you know, <laughs> give it a try and I think they'll find that it's a lot of fun. It connects us to, um, you know, this unbroken line of pie makers that stands behind us and uh, we, we will learn to bake pies that are uh, nothing fancy, they're very tasty, and I think you'll be really happy with the result. So for you, uh, what got you started as uh, a professional baker? <laughs> well, I think the definition of a professional baker is one that receives uh, a monetary compensation <laughs> for their, their pies, and I have to tell you that I have never, ever sold a pie in my life, Adam. <laughs> And probably never will. My practice is to give pies away. So um, can we still take that? I'm just a baker like uh, anyone. Uh Um, So I started baking as a little girl. Um, I just became fascinated by, uh, you know, what I could do with flour and sugar and butter. Uh, From the the age, um, probably my earliest forays into baking were, you know, watching my grandmother bake pies. Uh, and also watching um, the the lady who lived next door to us, Sadie. Uh, she was a uh, both both women. My grandmother Gigi and Sadie were both bakers who did not use recipes 
for measuring equipment. They taught me to bake just by using the coffee cup from the, uh, the shelf and the spoons from the drawer. I would be so bad at baking that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, I sort of went backwards. Let's say, you know, there's always many ways to get to the end result. Now, you can come at it as a, a, um, a detailed measurer and get the result, or you can come as an intuitive baker, and um, sometimes, in either case, sometimes your results turn out uh, more incredible than you could possibly imagine, and sometimes they're, um, I don't like to say they're failures, I like to say they're, um, they're, they're quite creative. <laughs> Do you remember the first pie you ever made? Oh. Wow, I think it was probably, uh, yes, I do. It was a mud pie. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little girl, and I used to, uh, those mud pies that I made in the backyard, really, I think were the preparation for a, uh, uh, a path that I never thought that I would be on. There you go. Um, so you mentioned that you don't actually sell your pies, but something that you do do is you have these art of the pie workshops that you kind of teach, you know, the art of making pie and pie crust. So can you maybe walk us through how you came up with the idea to do that and what the art of the pie workshops kind of entails for the people who come and, and join them? Oh, absolutely. I'd be glad to. So, um, when... I was making pies, I had kind of gotten, well not kind of, I definitely got bit by the pie bug, and I wanted to see what made a really good crust So um, and pie filling. So I spent uh, actually two and a half years experimenting with crust, with dough recipes, um, and then you know, kind of concurrently I was doing the same thing with, uh, I think at that time I was just kind of working on like apple pie, what makes a great apple pie. and. Uh, you know, the pies were kind of getting in front of people. They were tasting them, and uh, some folks said, uh, wow, this pie is really good. Can you teach me how to make this? They said, sure, come on over to the house. So um, the first informal class, it was very informal, uh, was uh, in my kitchen, and it happened to be two food writers and a chef, and <laughs> which was, um, I remember that the uh, one of the writers wrote a two-part um piece on it that actually got an award, and uh, they said, uh, after the class, they said, you should be teaching this. <laughs> well, I've taught in another field. Uh, uh, my first career was in professional music, and as a musician, you wear many hats, so I went from um, teach uh, from performing as an accompanist to teaching, and I found that I absolutely adore teaching, so it's, you know, if you can teach one thing, so I feel you can teach anything. So they said, you should be teaching this, and I knew how to teach her. I said, okay. So I knew enough uh, to be dangerous in the website department and you know, put up a rudimentary website, and it stood back, and all of this has been worn of now. Wow. That's impressive. That's amazing. That's very impressive. Um, you also have an option uh, where people can kind of come and stay for longer at your pie cottage. Is that right? Yes. So as I didn't tell you, you know what? What uh, I'll tell you the difference between the the, the day camp, you know, pie, um, the art of the pie workshop, which is kind of people are calling them day camps, which they really are, and <laughs> the longer camps. So in the day camp, we we pick a pie, and um, that's the pie that we'll make that day. 
uh, you'll learn how to make a dough, um, how to make a great filling, and uh, how to construct the pie roll without constructing and bake it off. And my goal in that day camp is that pretty much uh, the folks who come to, to uh, learn this will be able to go home and you know, pretty much make any seasonal fruit pie without actually having to look at a recipe. And I have um, lots of people writing me after saying, uh, first of all, I didn't believe that I could do that, of, of you know, make a pie, not only make a pie, but make a pie and feel like I don't need to look at a recipe after this uh, because I know how to make pie now. And they're making, uh, I get letters from people saying, I'm making a pie a week or I'm now on my 500th pie, you know, and they're sending me pictures. It's just, it's humbling. So folks were asking, I would love to do something longer. Do you have something longer? I want more than just a day. So I started Pie Camp, and Pie Camp over the years has morphed from first it was like um, four days, and uh, then it became five days. <laughs> and um, it, it's like, wow, I talk... Uh, I've now pulled it back to so three days just because it's um, it's very intense for me to put one on. And um, but I talk pie from uh, the moment that people arrive. People arrive from all over the country and actually uh, other parts of the world. They'll come to pie camp, and I talk from the first thing in the morning uh, when we arrive until the last thing at night. And we're talking pie. We're making pie. We're sharing tips and tricks and stories and really over the course of the days we become a very small um, and close community which I think is what pie represents. I, I think you nailed it with three days. Five days of, of making anything feels like a lot of very intense. I can't, I can't even imagine from your end trying to plan yeah, five really? days of pie making. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's actually it's quite wonderful. It goes by, it goes by in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw on your website while I was poking around yesterday, um, you spent roughly two years perfecting your crust recipe, which is amazing. Um, so now that you've kind of got it down, do you ever play around with the recipe? Or I guess maybe a better way of asking is, does your crust change depending on what kind of pies you're making? Well, um, I'll say that, you know, the, the over two years that I spent uh, was... Uh, you know, testing different flours, different fats, different ratios, whether to put vodka in or not, whether to put vinegar or eggs in or cream cheese in or not. And I really uh, found that it really only takes four things to make a good crust, which is uh, flour, salt, fat, and water. And so I continue to be fascinated with the subject. So, of course, I'm reading... Uh, any of the new pie books or anything that comes out or old books that I haven't seen before to see is there something in there that um, that I can add to my uh, to my knowledge so when someone will ask me you know can I do this or that that I will have read about it or tried it so uh, it's an ongoing education for me I, I would be the first person to say uh, there are a lot of good pie makers out there, and your listeners are probably, they are probably very, very fine pie makers themselves or know someone in their family or a friend who is. So um, everybody's got tips and tricks, and the pie-making community is one that is so open and generous that we love to share information. Uh, I have to say, this has actually been very educational for me because <laughs> Adam and I joke a lot about the fact that I love to bake because I like 
having like set measurements and, and <laughs> baking is very much a science and Adam not yeah. a fan of that part. I I I bake every once in a while, but I, I try to cook all of like our dinners and stuff from scratch because I love being able to kind of like freestyle when it comes to spices and things like that, but I can't do that when it comes to baking. Yeah, and so I'm sitting here like, wait, you're measuring with coffee cups? How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, anything is, um, as long as you stick to it, like I've, I've said it classes before, no, if you are um, a standard-sized coffee cup, I actually did measure it out to see you know, how close to a, a cup is it. And I had one that my, my goddaughter, Katie, gave me. It's just a sweet little white cup with some blue flowers on it. And I measured it, and it measures exactly one cup. I thought, well, this is really cool. <laughs> and then there was a little mark on the inside. And I measured to that, and it was exactly one half cup. And I thought, oh, my, this is great. So... <laughs> That's, um, you know, it's not that it's, it's uh, totally uh, happenstance of like, well, I think I'll use this cup today. <laughs> what happens if the cup that, that you use is maybe measures two and a half cups and you do, if you do the, the recipe with a big label, you might have, you would definitely have a different result. All right, that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> so how about, okay, so when you're not baking, so when you're, you know, cooking a dinner that you know isn't a a pot pie or something do you tend to kind of go my route and kind of freestyle more often or do you still tend to stick to recipes when you're doing most of your cooking oh i'm definitely a let's see what's in the refrigerator and on the shelf and out at the farmer's market and then let's come home and create carol that's what i do mm-hmm. you and i would get along just fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good to know that's a uh, do you have any advice for novice bakers? Yeah, um, um, pick a pick a dough from the book, read through the recipe, read through the directions, and then give it a try. I think you'll find that it's a lot easier than you think. Um, and um, the, you know, the the only thing that I would caution you against doing is not to try. Do try. Just, <laughs> Just give it a try. Uh, there's, there's nothing hard about this. Pie making is something that has been practiced for centuries. Every culture has a, um, a dough a, um, that has a, a casing, a pastry casing that has a filling inside of it. So, you know, basic pie making has been something that has been going on for centuries. If it was difficult, it would not have continued. So when we say easy as pie, I really do believe that it is. You just have to give it a try and see for yourself. You may have some um, uh, it's, you may have some unique outcomes that may be even better, as I mentioned before, and uh, that's okay. It, um, I jokingly say at classes that if the pie doesn't turn out exactly how you want it to be, well, get the lasagna pan out if you, and then turn it into a lasagna pan. You'll have the best crumble in the world, and nobody will know that that's not what you anticipated. You know, that's not what you wanted to make at the beginning. <laughs> that's actually not a bad advice. I like that a lot. I'm going to use that. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm sure this might be a slightly loaded question, but do you have a favorite type of pie? Yes, I do. I can say without a doubt that my favorite pie in all the world. 
is a fresh peach pie. Mm. And that's made from, it has to be with, made with what I call pie-worthy fruit. Now, pie-worthy fruit is something that has flavor. That's because if you are making a pie with fruit that is substandard, that's not pie-worthy, you can add all the sweetener and all the seasoning in the world to it, and all you will taste is sweetener and seasoning. So if you are using fruit, tell all the little kids around at the farmer's market. If they are taking five and six samples of something, that's fruit that you should be interested in. <laughs> um, I certainly am. Um, so when I'm making a peach pie, it's that peach that when you taste it, you lean over and it, you, you're, the juice is <laughs> dribbling <laughs> down your chin and you can feel the sun almost, you know, burst out on the, feeling it on your shoulders and you just take that back and say, oh my God. <laughs> so that's the kind of peach that, you, that I want in a peach pie. Um, so me, for personally, I'm obsessed with autumn. In fact, when fall rolls around, like I'm kind of insufferable about how how yes, much yeah. I love I love autumn. So my favorite pie is pumpkin pie, and I, I a lot of it a lot of it has to do with I think like nostalgia and the fact that I can only really get good pumpkin pie in the fall. So you kind of answer this with peach pies, especially around here, because you can only get really good peaches in the summer. But are there certain types of pies that you really like making when it like you know when they're only the fruits only available certain times of year? Do you tend to make your pies like seasonal? Yeah. Um, so my pie year it will start in my seasonal fruit pie, and just so your listeners will know that there's more than just seasonal fruit pies in the book. There are um, savory pies and cream pies right. and nut pies in there also. So, um, but my the fruit year for me, starts with rhubarb in the spring. Mm. And then um, it goes on into, um, you know, strawberries and cherries and then the, um, you know, all the stone fruits. Um, and then as we get later into the year um, and into the fall, there's the apples and pears and even grapes. I have, there's a Concord grape pie recipe in there. And we continue on in uh, closer to the, the winter time when that's the season where then we're making citrus pies and nut pies and then um, the, uh, the you know all year long of course you can make um, cream pies and, and things like that right um, and then and then we start again with uh, I, there is what I call frozen fruit season too so that's the season where you're uh, if you're lucky enough to um, be growing things that you, you put up or, you know, you know, go to the farmer's market and you see a bunch of stuff, you know, put it up in your freezer, then you can have the taste of that seasonal fruit all year long. Now, we are, um, you know, I try and buy local, I try and buy seasonal, but also, you know, we do have, um, nowadays we do have you know, pretty much whatever fruit you want at any time of the year in your stores. I do try and, and buy seasonally. I, I try to source locally whenever I can. Uh, but, you know, if you've got a hankering for an apple pie and it is um, uh, spring or early, early summer, you want that apple pie maker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> um, so getting away from pie for just a second, uh, being that, Overdrive is a library company, and the fact that you know your book, Art of the Pie, is our latest big library read title. Um, do you have any thoughts or any memories of going to a library as a kid, or just any any thoughts about libraries in general that you might want to throw out there? I do. Uh, I was very fortunate to grow up in Santa Barbara, and 
the um, the library there, the children's library, was a much anticipated weekly visit. Uh, by and and on, I, rem- I will always remember the murals on the walls at the Santa Barbara Library in the children's sections were all done by Don Freeman, um, who you know they were just beautiful, beautiful murals, and you can actually look up his books. Mm-hmm. Um, they I think they continue to be very, very um, classic uh, books that have uh, you know withstood the test of time uh, for children's books. And so I always remember just going and taking book after book after book out, you know, and coming home and, and reading. The, the tradition carried on when I had a family of my own. Uh, we had weekly trips to the library, and we would bring home, at this point, we were bringing boxes and bags into the library <laughs> to bring home the book. And then it would just be a, uh, we'd get home, uh, get ourselves settled onto the couch and read for the rest of the afternoon together. And many times I was reading to the kids, but also it was a family. It it was a a family thing that we read, always. Um, Part of the Big Library Read program is our, we have discussion boards online where people can share their thoughts. Um, And especially with this one, I have no doubt they'll be talking about recipes (laughs) and pies and, um, do you have other people you bounce ideas off of, or is there like a professional baking community that you're part of? Um, I would say that um, um, I do bake, um, I kind of bounce ideas, um, yes and no. Um, there's, so kind of going around the, the bush here, but um, <laughs> um, I belong to some professional food organizations, um, International Association of Culinary Professionals, and also the James Beard. Um, but, um, you know, we're also busy that we're kind of like, you know, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, but I do moderate a group on Facebook called Thai Nation, uh, which is really fun. And, you know, I certainly invite any of your readers to come and join us over there. It's a constant, um, communication, open communication about uh, pie making, um, you know, what works, what doesn't work, recipes that work, we put up pictures, you know, that's great. And um, so, uh, you know, that's pretty much where the, the communication uh, happens for me. And it's, it's uh, I would say, these are just pie makers like you and me. This is not, um, these are not, you know, professionals, uh, so to speak. These are just regular everyday people who are making pie and I you know that's really what I am I'm just a home baker okay so towards the end of our podcast we like to ask we uh we call them the nerd nine they're just nine very simple rapid fire questions um a few of these we might already know the answer for you but that that's okay we'll we'll uh we'll go with them anyway so the first one is what's the last book you finished oh um um Oh, the, I have to run over and get it to get the title of it. Hold on just a second, um, because it's so good. I'm so excited. Go ahead. It is um, uh, All the Light We Cannot See by oh. Anthony Doerr. Yes. yes. Winner of the Pulitzer Prize. Yep. We have many, many fans of that in our yes. office. Um, do you have a favorite place to read? Wherever I am. <laughs> Uh, do you have a guilty pleasure? Yes, plastic wrap. 
<laughs> What's um one place you'd like to travel that you have not yet been to? Uh, what's one place you'd like to travel that you have not yet been to? Oh, um, gosh, um, oh, that's a hard one. Can we come back to that one? <laughs> sure. Um, do you have a favorite holiday? Um, every day is a favorite holiday. Pie day. Pie, Pie there day. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you a coffee person or a tea person? Both. Uh, how about cats or dogs? Both. <laughs> totally fair. Uh, do you have this one? I think we might know the answer to. Do you have a favorite food? Um, chocolate. Oh, there you go. Uh, if you could have dinner with one person, alive or dead, who would you pick? Oh. Um, I think it would be, um, uh, Marion Cunningham, who wrote, uh, the Sandy Farmer Crypt book. Nice. And then we got to go back to this one. If you had one place you'd like to travel that you haven't not been to, what would it be? Oh, I think it would be, um, on a boat to the middle of the ocean on a beautiful sunny day uh, with nothing around but smooth waves and um, just, you know, the, the, the feel of the fresh breeze on my, on my face. Just, and, and having uh, someone there, people with, that I love with me to share that experience. Nice. Um, and then our, our last question, what do you hope readers and future bakers take away from discovering Art of the Pie during the Big Library Read? Oh, that it's a wonderful, pie making is a wonderful thing, that everybody has stories that surround pie making, and that it's a family, it can be a family tradition to make pie and share pie making with someone. I hope so much that, um, that listeners and readers will find my words inspiring and then make a pie, share pie making with someone else to teach someone else so that the line of pie makers um, and the craft will continue. So learn it and then teach it. Okay, I, I can say, at least for the two of us, I've never wanted a piece of pie <laughs> more in my entire life. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure, and if I can, the final words I'd like to say are, be happy, make pie. <laughs> Thank Perfect you. Thing. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.